Something Something Dragons, Episode 49, Courthouse Blues. Something Something Dragons podcast, a part of the Untold Stories Project. This is our actual play of the Carrion Crown Adventure Path. I am your host and Game Master, Aaron, and with me today, as always, are the Rainbow Squad. Say hello, heroes. Hello, heroes. Hello, heroes. Hello. (laughs) Yo. So when last we saw our heroes, y'all were in a courthouse. And... The beginning of day two of the Trial of the Beast had happened. The prosecution had already made their case explaining how the Beast, known to some in the courtroom as Thurl, had gone into the village and murdered six children, bringing one of their bodies back into town, laughing the whole time. You guys did your cross-examination where you did question whether or not the sound that he make might have been crying instead of laughing. You then summoned a one of the dead children into the body of your elf friend Lenza, who consensually, then, consensually, <laughs> who then confirmed for everyone that the horrible sound that the beast had made was crying and not laughing. He's just not capable of producing tears. And after the chaos and general disarray in the courthouse uh, that that caused. Once things were calmed down, you were getting ready to summon forth the second child. And I believe we had left off just as uh, Lensa was channeling, I believe it's uh, Rachel. Rachel. Rachel? Uh, is it a girl? I should open those notes. You should open the notes. That would be useful. Yeah, because I'm about to be presenting the rest of it when I'm done channeling dead kids. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was Rachel. No, it was Karen. Karen was... Because uh, right, Rachel's Karen. the one we... Questioned in the Questioned town. ourselves. Yeah, okay. Yep, so it's Karen. And Karen is the one who died two days after the beast had fled. Right. You have a choker necklace in your hand, and Lenz's eyes were rolling back in her head. I will get music going from our friends at Tabletop Audio, and I believe we can just jump right in with uh, Jaren starting to question said child. So... I'll wait for the process of the channeling to happen, and then... Okay. Can you tell us who you are? I'm Karen. You knew that, didn't you? Well, we were hoping. Can you tell us how you died? Some horrible black ghosty thing came into my room as I was getting ready for bed. Other than horrible black ghosty thing, is there? do you have more of a description of it? And what it did? It was basically shaped like a person, but an ugly one. It had all these extra red eyes everywhere. I screamed, but it put its hand on me, and then I was just... cold. Did you kill it? I hope you killed it. We did, in fact, kill it. Can you tell me, did you know the beast of Lipostat? Is it Lipostat or Lepostat? I feel like we've had this conversation before. Much like in the real world, everyone pronounces things differently. (laughs) It's regional. I mean, Elsa said she was friends with it. But that little girl was always making things up, so I didn't believe her. Ed said that it was in town, though, and I heard them chasing it away after Elsa died. 
can you share for this court whether or not it was the beast of Lepistat who killed you? Are you stupid? I already said it was a weird black ghosty thing that came through the wall. Pretty sure that means it wasn't a big lumbering monster. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> can I read the note you sent me, Jim? Go ahead. Alright, so before this starts, the reason I started laughing as you asked the first question was I got a note from the GM as a whisper of <laughs> Karen is kind of a bitch. She's older and rich and knows it. Uh-huh. Oh no, I got that with the answer with the very first answer. I was like, oh, we're dealing with a smart <laughs> I was literally like, oh, it's a Karen. We're talking to a Karen. It's literally a Karen, yeah. <laughs> she started young, jeez. <laughs> well, she was she was the mayor's daughter too, so. I knew it! <laughs> I was just over here like, oh my god, I have to be serious while reading this sassy child! <laughs> Which is why I'm pretty sure in some of my responses you can hear me starting to laugh. Yes, and with that, Lens's eyes roll back forward and they open and they are the clear light blue that you're used to seeing. I don't know what happened, so I'm just kind of waiting for Jaren to say something. I believe that is all we have witness-wise, and are now going to move on to just more physical evidence discussion. So, uh, the uh, Chief Justice looks at you and goes, very well, proceed. Alright. Pulling out our list here. Yeah, I have to refresh my own memory. Same. So, one of our things that we said we wanted to do was the, uh, structure, correct? Yeah, that's a big one, is that it's just physically impossible. Her, for the beast to have killed Karen. Right. Without severely damaging the house. Or without yeah. someone have hearing it. I know we had other evidence. Oh, right. Pointing out that they were rapes. Right. <laughs> I forgot we hadn't done that yet. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm reminding myself too. Like, wait, right, we need to prove that it was rapes that we're killing. Okay. So I'll lead into that first. So you have heard both of the children describe to you what the creature who murdered them looked like and felt like. And we also had physical confrontation with both the wraith spawn that were the children and the entity that referred to itself as Brother Swarm, who did the murdering. And it was a wraith with many, many red eyes who was fixated on killing and collecting children. So the justices are listening to you and they're nodding along as, as you're speaking. They are kind of looking to the priestess who nods in verification as if to say that, you know, what you're described, what the evi what the children describe does sound like it could be a wraith. For further proof of the wraithiness of it all, my companions, who were all wraith-touched during the battle, had to report to the church this morning before coming here in order to relieve themselves of the damage done by said wraith spawn. At this point, the... Uh... The Chief Justice looks to the uh, the, the priestess and the and says, C "Can you verify this? Were, were were they at the 
at the church this morning. She just nods. But yeah, she nods. Very well. Very well. <clears throat> Meanwhile, the crowd is definitely getting agitated and angry. And you're hearing little bits of magic. And they're controlling the justices. And <laughs> We're going to have to run, aren't we? And something, and, and you even hear, they just said they killed the children. Uh, anyone who'd like may give me a sense motive check. Oh, yes, we, we go. I don't, I don't think I need it, but I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a 23 for me. Okay. Blue? So Lenza got a 13. Elias got a natural 20 for a 25. Okay. Huh, neat. And red? I got a 13. Eklund got a 7. Ignore me. <laughs> Eklund's busy. <laughs> <laughs> Eklund's like, hey, I, th I think they get the point. Yeah. Eklund and Azaka butterfly. are both currently actively trying to comfort the beast. Yeah. <laughs> Eklund saw a butterfly in the courtroom and forgot about everything else. Illyris um, <laughs> and Jaren, you are not only convinced that, you know, the crowd is getting ugly, but there is, you get a strong impression that it would take very little to convince this crowd to try to take justice into their own hands mm -hmm. if they don't think that it's going to happen from the court. They don't care about the verdict. They just want to see blood. They don't care if we say he's innocent. They think he isn't. Yep. If they don't care if he's innocent. He's different. They don't yep. like different. I knew this was coming and I have a plan for it, but I don't want to enact it because Eklund will probably die. Well, Why would you die? We'll see when we get there. Because it's probably dumb. <laughs> probably. It is yeah. rather self-sacrificing strategy. And therefore dumb. Well, then maybe don't. It involves playing off the human's belief that, uh, or the playing off human naivety in what they would take as a sign from the gods. In any case, they're not doing anything yet, but you're definitely aware that, uh, yeah, the, the, you wouldn't be surprised if something goes down tonight. Oh no. I think it's time we slept under the stars and got out of town. <laughs> Alright, do you have additional evidence you wish to present? Yes. Yes. The home of Karen, again, having been in the town looking for evidence, we, of course, noticed that the house in which she lived was... What's the word I'm looking for? Virtually unscalable and that there was no damage done to any of the windows on the second floor or the first floor for that matter. Uh, and that in order to enter the home, Thurl would have had to do damage to some portion of the home to get in there. And that would A, leave behind damage which of which there was none, and B, someone would have heard. So again, the justices are all nodding. You're pretty sure you actually note a look of approval on Dermid's face. They really are listening to us just talking about structure. <laughs> well, remember, Justice Dermid is the one who you guys have, you know, was yeah. basically, yeah. Yeah. He's not on our side, but is. Right. Is there anything else? I think those were the three major things we wanted, right? Um, I mean, I'm fairly sure. The kids, the house, 
the fact that that it was Wraith. Uh huh. All right. So now we need to do some mechanicy stuff. Oh no. <laughs> and we actually need uh, some diplomacy checks. And I have a couple of different uh, pieces of evidence that I took notes on as you were making your cases that I want you to roll on to see whether or not these are things that sway the justices. <laughs> and I am going to say that uh, whoever did the presenting of that evidence is going to have to be the one to make the diplomacy check. Oh, well, we fail, guys. <laughs> uh, I don't even I don't even have diplomacy. Well, based on the evidence, some of it gets a pretty strong bonus. Uh, also, I have a question. Yes. Uh, I have, uh, I need to pull up the specifics mechanics for it. But, uh, um, the medium ability. Uh-huh. With the, the uh, yeah, spirit surge. My, uh, one of the ones I'm using, it does let me have a different ability where I think I can use it to help others. Okay. And I need to figure this out really quick, so give me a sec to find my spirit surge. Spirit surge. It's not the Spirit Surge, it's the... Oh, it's something specific to the champion? Yes. Full of Spirits can be found here. Sorry. Uh-huh. It's not the champion I don't think I have. I think it's the, uh... Or not the It's champion. the Marshal. Marshal, right. That's... Oh, or skill checks will better you or any allies who participate in your stand. Oh, wait. Nope. They're participating in the stand today. Nope. Yeah. Shut up. Oh. Man. Who has That'll the ring right now? I wouldn't. I would have given the ring to one of them. Alenza probably has the ring since she was playing on presenting most of the evidence. Well, she wouldn't have been. Right. She would have known that she was. Fair. Yeah, it makes total sense to give it to Jaren. Yep. Because she would have known that she. Yeah. Would be, not even really present during at least half of it. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to say also for the sake of giving you guys a chance. That Lensa, because she was the one giving the testimony, can aid. Because I aid. Lensa's natural charisma just makes her testimony already more compelling. Uh, well, then I aid, because I don't think I could fail. Uh, no, you can't get less than a 10. <gasps> no, I have a 13. 15. Okay. With the set ons. Okay, so, I guess that means that, Jaren, you have essentially have a... Plus four from the ring and the aid. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> and and like I said, there is a bonus based on the strength of the evidence, which I will know about. So let's start with uh, the issue of the fact that the beast crying as he brought Elsa's body into town was not, or it, that he was crying, that he wasn't laughing. And by having him cry when Elsa appeared, that demonstrated it. So why don't we give give me a diplomacy check on that piece of evidence first. Sure. Uh, it's a 14 on the die, so 18? Okay. I then see that you had uh, the evidence about the fact that the building was undamaged, her window was not forced, the walls were not smashed. Give me a diplomacy check on that. Uh, it's a 16 on the die, so 20. Okay. It looks like your uh, architectural argument was not quite as strong, but you do still see them nodding along. Now, similarly about the fact that the wall would be impossible to climb for anyone who couldn't, like, fly or have incredible climbing abilities. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. 
<laughs> what was that? No. That's a three on the die. Ah, for a, with a plus four for a seven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, all of these uh, justices probably must have done some amateur climbing, and they're like, oh, "What are you talking about? Any wall's climbable." <laughs> Any wall's climbable if you stab into it hard enough. I feel like, like it's the opposite. None of these judges has ever done any climbing. So they just assume that. So it's they easy. just assume that anything's climbable. Okay. The fact that Karen died two days after uh, the beast was chased out of town. I'm afraid to look at this. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Oh no. It's a fifteen. A fifteen. Okay. That does seem like they definitely did note the issue of timing, although whether or not they think that means the that the beast couldn't have come back. But they do acknowledge that... Uh, Rolling all of these in a row is freaking nerve-wracking. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that your testimony confirmed that the thing that killed the children were wraiths. We're in a truth bubble, I'd like to point out. <laughs> you are in a truth bubble. This does help. Hey, like I said... Some of the evidence has a very hefty bonus to it. All right. Gonna, what is it? 18. 18? Okay. And finally, the fact that both of the children specifically said, no, it wasn't the beast that killed us. It was something else. I swear to God, if I roll low on this, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> What did you roll? I'm praying that's a oh my god, I got a twenty and I know I've No, no, that's that's not what that means. Oh no. That's a ten. Oh no. Well, I mean, I feel like we're probably getting a helpful bonus from our than a one. There is some pretty hefty bonuses involved with the children themselves testifying. So your impression overall is that Jaren is clearly not as eloquent of a speaker as Lensa is. Nope. But that the strength of the evidence means that overall you put forward a compelling case today. Did you convince them on every point? Probably not. But that you definitely put forward good evidence and the justices definitely seem to be listening and thinking that there was a rush to condemn the beast for what happened here. Um, that is the impression you get. Meanwhile, you are convinced that the mob is having none of it. Because they don't care. They're not even listening. Yep. But that's what I said. They're never going to listen to us. We can say what we want, but they aren't listening. They just see him as a monster. Lenza still has a little hope, but I, I the player, no, no, they're not going to listen. Okay. Yeah. I, the player, am writing a backup character. In any case. So, uh, the, you know, Chief Justice card says... Very well, uh, that will conclude today's portion of the trial. We will resume tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Herald, if you would be so kind. And the Herald of the Court rings his gong, and the justices leave, and the prosecution starts to stand, and the guards come back to take Thurl back down to his cell, leaving you standing down alone, or not alone, but standing on the, in the court with all of you and Gustav. Meanwhile, Otto is with his legal team. They are sharing notes and um, looking like they're getting ready to leave. So I will I will turn to Bumblecusp and be like, we have a problem. 
uh, I thought you did very well today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're what not talking you, about that. What What do you think it's the problem? I think we have a health and safety issue. Uh, possibly your health and safety. Definitely Thurl's health and safety. Maybe eventually the justice's health and safety. The civilians. <laughs> they're, uh, they're planning some stuff. What do you mean? They're planning to take justice into their own hands because they're not listening. Of course they are. And they want what they want. Clint growls something about all town humans being the same. You're not wrong. Humans are sometimes the worst. I'm, t I'm talking about an angry mob. And yeah. fire, and blood, and death. Yeah, we all know fire bad. I do not like any of those words. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the person who will blast us with fire to heal us! I <laughs> 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 feel all the answers out! Side reference, but good point. I forgot about that. <laughs> Sorry! <part. laughs> fire bad! You're right. I thought you were a good person! <laughs> I felt like I had to point this out. <laughs> and and I, I, I bring this up because we still have to leave town again. We won't be here. And we already know the guards don't care. We have to leave town so early. We have yet another thing to investigate. I know. I think we could probably be here to prevent a mob and investigate if we're willing to split our time. You You want us to split up? After no. what, no. what happened? <laughs> Not at all. That would be idiotic. I'm saying we could either investigate after we make sure there's no mob coming tonight, or try to make sure when we investigate now, we get back before sunset. Well, what time is it now? It's, like it, it's only like two in the afternoon. Yeah. And how far away is Firetown? Uh, so the sanctuary is... Let me double check. A few miles to the north. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can find the specific details that laid it all out. It is three miles to the, to the north. So it would be well less than an hour on horseback. Honestly, it would be at a decent clip. It would be an hour walking to get there. Uh, it is definitely closer than either of the other locations were. Right. Okay. It's about as far to the north as Morast was, but Morast was also then several miles to the east. Kurgstog was the furthest away because it was to the northwest a fairly considerable amount. Let's 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 move the I'll just kind of look over at Otto and his crew and just be like, let's let's move this downstairs. Otto and okay. his audits. <laughs> Otto and the audits. <laughs> I'll leave. I will see now. my way out. <laughs> no, that's their name now. Are you kidding, Blue? If you're seeing your way out, you're gonna be in a parade. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys go down to the to the, the, the cell, basically. That's exactly what it is. It's a cell. Well, yeah. So you go down to the cells. You know, by the time you get down there, Thurl has already been locked back into his cage. But you know, he, they're. They know better than to be rough with him, so... Yeah, because this owl will shred him right back. Um, so you go on down there, and what are you going to do? Well, we need to discuss what what we're going to do. 
we know we have to go to Carb Island or Crab Island or whatever it's called. One of the two. So, so we know we have to go there. Are do they have? Do we have witnesses? Wasn't there a? The assistant Carl is the only survivor of what happened, but he was blinded during the attack. All right. He lives here in Lepistat now. We should talk to him first. Yeah, we definitely have to talk to him. Uh, what was his name? Carl. With a like K. the guy who got eaten by the. Like the guy who got eaten by the. The Cayman. The Cayman. But you know that was years and years ago. Carl's not a super un... uncommon <laughs> name. Obviously. All right. So we do the usual. We stop by the witness first, see what they have to say. It might give us a better idea of what we're looking for. Jaren's also super, like, suspicious of this guy. Of Carl? Yeah. Why? Quinn's just sus of everyone at this point. Uh, because, well, first of all, Jaren's like, it's super, super convenient to have, you know, a mythical beast of Lepistat to, like, blame everything on. You know? Anytime anything bad happens, you can just blame it on the beast. Or anytime you do something bad, you can just blame it on the beast oh. and if you're the only one left who's gonna contradict you right i never thought of that that is very smart orange although i mean again he's blind now uh plenty of people have done bad things that have resulted in their own injury that they weren't expecting Fair enough. like to add people can be blind and still go do things well, yeah, Especially but... in a world of magic, as proof with Lenza. Fair, ah! but <laughs> Lenza can kill someone and she's blind. Okay. Um... Lenza has killed someone and she's blind. She's not killed a living human. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like that yet. That may change. <laughs> well, just because you guys might kill them doesn't mean she killed them. She just watched. I don't think that's better. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't kill better. anyone, I just watched. <laughs> well, I was sitting on the bench, you see. So, you want to go and question Carl? Yes. Um, so, you know, uh, Gustav is... Uh, and, 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 and then th then what? Uh, are, are, are you going to go and investigate Sanctuary and try to get back before anything Ha happens uh that's the plan do you have <laughs> i mean i think again i don't think that the guards can be relied upon to not join the mob so they'll probably I open the doors and be like have fun i d don't think they would join but they might not st stop them oh they definitely won't stop them <laughs> no, they, they couldn't might... stop themselves. Well, yes. The only other option is mercenaries, but uh, they're expensive. I don't m make much m m money. Yeah. So, uh. Laughs an adventurer. No, uh, so. So, um. How we could do with Luther? I don't know. You would know the options as far as the legal options go. If there's someone to appeal to about the possibility of this situation, we'll go 
do what we need to do and try to get back. We can try to get word to the militia, but I don't know if they'll do anything in advance. On a second. I I can get word so at least they're ready if something does happen. Hey, about the crooked kin. What about the crooked kin? Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Could we just ask them to try to help with the mob if it happens and we're not back yet? You want to put you want to put our incredibly different friends <laughs> in the line of fire of an angry mob who is angry about a thing being different. Troll blood can breathe fire, according to this. Mm. We, I mean, our, our friends. Imagine how scary, how scared they would be. Yes, they're afraid our of different f- things. What if ten of them show up at once, one of whom is breathing fire? It would be putting them in danger. We can absolutely do that, but I'm just pointing out what we are doing is putting our incredibly different friends <laughs> in the line of fire of an angry mob that is angry about someone being different. Clint would and gladly they don't go like in that. the line of fire, too. And and I'd like to point out that these are our friends who needed us to go for a walk in the woods. That's true. Yeah. Uh, They didn't know the risks about the walk in the woods. They didn't know what we were facing. Now we could... could Yeah, but now we could brief them and they wouldn't have... uh, It's the times like these we need Luther. What, What I'm saying is, yes... We can absolutely go talk to them, but we just all need to be, we all need to recognize what it is we're doing. I don't think it sounds like a great idea. I feel like it's not a best idea, but if we cannot be back in time, it's... It's not a best idea, but it might be the only option. That's what I'm thinking. It's not the best idea, but it's an idea. I mean, if we cannot get back in time, we need someone to hold off the crowd a little. Yeah. To hold the basement? What about Azatha's uncle? Is he still in town? You didn't think to ask where he was staying. Oh, oh yeah. (laughs) He won't be that hard to miss. You haven't seen him since he left you last night. God, that was only last... No, it was was two two days ago. ago. I was like, that was only last... No, that was like two days ago. You have not seen him... You think he might have a disguise? Possible. But you haven't seen him. Um, I I could I forgot he was here. <laughs> um, I could. <laughs> you forgot your uncle. <laughs> Sorry, what, what was that, Ray? Azatha might not have, but I sure did. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, it's been several weeks for us as opposed to two days. Yeah. Why well, I, I could go and uh, ask around the inn to see if he's still in town, seeing if he could uh what watch out for him. Sure. You absolutely Great. Do. You don't go alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I can come with. I don't think anyone goes alone in town anymore. I want to say the Zelda quote so badly now, but... So, three different tasks in town. There are only five of us. 
you can always uh, divide and conquer. That's what I'm saying, but there are only five of us. Well, hey, who's our uh, friend right next to us? When we... Uh, what? I don't actually remember his name. Jeez. Is there, is, there, is there one of us who wants to go walking with Bumblecusp to defend against possible attack? Does he look like he's a fighter? He... Declan wouldn't mind. No, I'm, I'm he... literally asking, does he look like he's a fighter? Oh, absolutely not. Okay, I didn't think so. Declan wouldn't mind walking with him. I mean, he thinks he could... He's pretty sure he could take a mob of commoners. Okay. And even then, he could probably <laughs> scare him a little. And he could definitely get Kapil out of harm's way. What you think and what you can do is a lot different. What kind of check? Kapil's medium size, right? Yeah. So would he have to make a check as a medium-sized creature to carry him? Uh, as an like owl form? Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing is, is if, if somebody goes with him, that leaves Thurl alone down here. Ooh, and we know right. that the guards can't be trusted. Do, what was he going to do to defend Thurl anyway? Well, he can at least protect them from the guards feeling like they can do stuff because he's all alone. It's true. Okay, we leave Bumblecuss here. I I do I do have a spell that lets me um, have hidden presence, which um, if need be I can cast it to um, prevent the targets from having conscious awareness of your presence. Apparently, I need to slip out from a tight situation. I am able to do so, or yeah, have that precaution. I will thing. also say that. While you guys are convinced that the crowd is ugly and may do something, you don't think it likely that they will do anything during the day. Yeah. I still don't feel comfortable Most likely, with... what's going to happen is they're going to all gather in a bar and they're going to get enough liquid courage and then they'll come and try to do something. Yep. That makes sense. Ah, uh, yes, right. Now... There's a fine line between courage and stupidity. Liquid courage is on the other side of that line. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah. Okay, so we have three things. Find the uncle, talk to the crooked Ken, find, or, uh, uh, question the witness. Yep. And son needs to go on the witness team. Jaren's gonna go to the crooked Ken. That's... Seems reasonable. Uh... Jaren feels comfortable going by himself because he knows he can defend himself. One would prefer to go to the Crooked Kin or to find Azatha's uncle. Kidu. So we know Lensa has to go to talk to the witness. Yep. And Lensa needs a bodyguard. For sure. I do not really, but alright. She's not incapable of self-defense. None of us are, but out of the current group that we have she is probably one of the people who just should be with someone that just makes sense with the other two like more frontline guys you are probably the squishiest out of out of out of all people were the casters she's really not i don't think she actually has the lowest hp or even close no but you have oh, the no, lowest no. armor class and least ability to fight fair i just i don't know right, you can weave we have witnessed you in fights now. Alright. She does have weapons. She just chooses not to use them on the undead because they literally have, you know, hey, that weapon does nothing. A commoner, if I smack with a sword, will be hurt. Right. You know that. But we have seen no evidence of that. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow. We're going off group knowledge of what we've seen. So. 
Yep. So, so either Eklund and Lensa or Eklund and Azatha. I prefer to go Eklund would prefer to go with Azatha because he kinda wants to see Akidu again and just figure out what the heck is the deal with this guy. Like he's got personal curiosity as well as party loyalty going on here. Otherwise he'd for sure go with Lensa. And and do it. If you specifically bring that up that you want to go with me, I'm like, sure, that's that's fine. He would say he'd prefer to be. Already. Alright, so going back to going back to the Brazen Skull to f- see if there's any evidence of where Akidu is, is going to be Azatha and Eklund. Right? Yep. Sounds right. like it. Okay. Yes. Outside of town to where the Crooked Kin are encamped is going to be Jaren. That is correct. And going to talk to the witness is going to be Lensa and, I guess, Aliris then? Sure. Okay. We can also, uh, we also can have blue roll for both of them at once, so that's nice. That's true. And then are you guys going to all then meet just outside of town to head over to the sanctuary? Sounds good. Sure, yeah. Okay. So let's first deal with, uh, the Brazen Skull. You guys make your way back there. When you get there, it is fairly quiet, because it's, you know, the middle of the day. Uh, can I sense motive the room? Sure. No, absolutely. You can get use sense motive to get a, a feel of the room. 16. What was that? 16. 16, okay. So, at the Brazen Skull, which caters mostly to students, like I said, it's mostly empty at this time of day. Um, there's a couple of students there drinking as they're working on papers. You do see the chump who has gotten into a fight with Jaren two nights in a row, sitting by the bar, nursing a very large beer, while some young young boy is, uh, not young boy, but like a much, clearly a younger college student is sitting there, you know, saying, no, I know, I know that you're... I know you're 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 the toughest fighter around. Those guys, they probably had magic. It's not your fault. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that you understand me. God, it disturbs me to see you, Gaston. <laughs> <laughs> Looking so it. down in the dumps. There is definitely some element of that. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm uh, walking on by that for sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. You can totally take them. Totally. Although it's a little bit more uh, unlike the uh, the gay subtext in the film. In this case, uh, his supporter is actually giving him, you know, has his arms around him and is giving him kisses going, no, no, oh. I know you're okay. Eklund <laughs> <laughs> will spare them a glance that's half, like, pity for, oh, you failed, and half envy. <laughs> I want um, a boyfriend. Yep. <laughs> Or in anyone. The half-orc bartender does see you coming in and, and, and nods and, you know, already has a, uh, a a mead poured out for you as you're as you're coming up to the bar because, you know, you guys paid for food and drink in advance. And he knows very much that Eklund likes to drink. Right. So she hands you a, a, a mead and says, um, you're back early today. You've been, you came in fairly late last night. Yeah, we had some out-of-town uh, business to attend to regarding some stuff. That's but, a uh, shame. I, uh, I I rather enjoyed uh, watching uh, your uh, friend take care of uh, of Yosef over there uh, two nights in a row. <laughs> no, we all did. 
Yeah. Uh, so, so what can I get for you? I think we're gonna have to be out of here real quick, sadly. I'm sure we'll definitely come back later, but, um... You know, uh... The Nagashi Monk guy. You know, you, um... See him, who fought with our friend Jaren a uh, couple nights ago. Yeah, um, yeah, we uh, we collected a fair bit on bets on that fight. Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't happen to, like, chat with you or anything, anything, say where he's staying. Well, he slept in the common room that night, but uh, he was gone in the morning and uh, haven't seen him since now. Huh, alright. Um, well, thank you for... Um, that knowledge, um, yeah, I think we might go out and look for him. Alright. So, so I'd go to Eklund and be like, alright, slept here. What would I know anything about, um, from, of course I know him. Mm-hmm. What, what, what would be like him to do? Um, I mean, he's a kind of a wanderer. It would not be at all unlike him to just kind of pack up and leave and take whichever direction the road would take him. He didn't tell you specifically where he was going. He said that uh, your father had asked him to drop in on you, and he was convinced that you could take care of yourself, and so he was going to continue his wanders, his travels. All right. Um, did he Did he make note of the trial or anything? Or make it... You guys had mentioned that you were doing work with the trial, but he didn't seem to be, take a particular interest in it now. Okay, so I'd mentioned to Eklund, um, knowing him, he's probably gone by now, going about his own business. Eklund just sighs heavily and goes, guess I'm sleeping in the real cell tonight. Gee, is there anybody? Alright, we will get back to you guys. But I mean, you're, you're basically aware that short of some sort of magic way of tracking him, you know, if he's been gone for over a day... You probably have no, and you don't even know which direction he went. You have no clue where he is at this point. Yeah. Let's move over to the Crooked Kin. Jaren, you uh, you make your way out to their encampment. Uh, you can see that they have got a tent set up. They look like they are preparing for a show tonight, which makes sense because today is fire day. So it's, uh, you know, the end of the work week. People are, are ready to uh, go out and be entertained. So they're, they're probably... They were probably planning on on having a crowd tonight. What kind of yeah. crowd remains to be seen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as you walk in, you're you're noticed fairly early, or you know, f- fairly quickly as you come in. And uh, uh, Lydia, the uh, the seven foot tall be- bearded lady, sees you coming in and goes, "Ah, it's our it's our our, our our friends from the road." And she strides over to you, you know, looking way down. Yeah, way down. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she's tall for a human, and you're a gnome. Yep. <laughs> down to you and says, uh, "Are you? Uh, are you? Are you here for our, for the show tonight?" Unfortunately, not. Uh, oh. What was the ringmaster's name? Caleb. I'd actually like to speak to Caleb. Oh well, uh, follow me. Chill. Taking very short or very uh, shallow steps start walking over to to one of the wagons and uh, you get there and you see Caleb is uh, in the middle of uh, writing out playbills and, and, and you know his hat is off to the side his coat is draped over a chair in the wagon and he, he looks up and says oh uh, uh, Jaren uh, w- 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 what can I do for you um maybe we should talk inside 
Uh, I mean, my wagon's about as private as it gets. Oh, we're already inside. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I thought he was, like, outside of the... Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, no, she leads you to into the wagon. Gotcha. Um, okay, well, the first thing I come with is a... a warning? Of sorts? No. And then I will, for for sake of not rehashing all of this, I will recount to him the court stuff. Okay. And that, you know, we have been working on uh, the, the defense team and things actually seem to be going fairly well for our side, which means that the citizens of the town are not happy. Particularly today, they're, they're going to do what humans do when something is different and they don't like it. Uh, well. Hmm. So, you know, we're afraid for our client and friend and anyone connected to him and kind of afraid for you. I was thinking about that on the way over here. So originally I was sent to ask if you think you might be able to help defend against any possible mob. But on the way over here, I got to thinking that you could also be direct targets of the mob. Hmm. I appreciate your concerns. We we have been chased out of towns for being different before, but we do have a permit from the town council, and I believe the militia are standing by, so I... I I feel that we will probably be safe, even if they will most likely be here to laugh at us, as opposed to be impressed with our abilities. Perhaps I can be of some help, though. We, obviously, we cannot, uh, our, our, our family, uh, we are not made of, of, of warriors like you and your friends. But perhaps we can circulate in the bars and taverns from now until the evening to try to drum up interest in our show and perhaps lure some of the rowdies into less violent entertainments. Yes, please give them bread and circuses. Yes, indeed. And, and take the golden process. Take it all. Caleb is nobody's fool. No, he's not. Yes, like I said, I, I, I don't know that we could do anything if there is a mob, but we can help try to perhaps convince them that there are better ways of spending a fire day night. And... Than murder and mayhem? I, murder I and agree. Mayhem. I agree. And uh, if anybody can do it, it would be you. <laughs> you wh where are you staying within the town? I, I know that you made your own way uh, when you came here. I'll... But perhaps uh, we can send a, uh, send a messenger? We're technically staying at the Brazen Skull. Very well. However, we've been in and out of town doing our investigations, which will include most of the day. We are hoping to go do what we need to do and be back here before dark. But you know how things can go sometimes. Indeed. Uh, but well. if you send us a message there, we should be able to get it. Very well. Uh, then uh, myself and, and the family will do what we can to to dissuade and distract and di and, and distract. And uh, perhaps we'll be lucky, and they will all decide that 
getting drunk or coming in laughing at the freaks is a better choice than a armed riot. We can only hope. Uh, don't, don't put yourselves in too much danger. No, no, of course not. But and of course, if we hear anything useful, we will send word to, to the. To, you said the brazen skull, correct? Yes. Uh, you could also send it to. <laughs> I I want to call him Bubblecuss. Gustav <laughs> <laughs> oh. Apple. Uh, yeah. As far as intel goes, that could be sent to Capel, the attorney with whom we're working. And where would we get a word to him? Uh, the uh, courthouse. As long as there is not an armed mob outside of it at the time, then we can do that as well. <laughs> yeah. I like this guy. Like I said, don't put yourselves in any undue danger. Very well. well. Hopefully we'll be back before anything happens and all of this will be... A moot point. Indeed. Be well, my friend. And you and your family. And hopefully after all of this blows over, we can actually see a show. That would be wonderful. We're planning on staying at least through the weekend. It's debating whether we'll survive through the weekend. <laughs> I am going to go meet the rest of the party to get this show on the road. Meanwhile, uh, Lyris and Lenza are going to go to try to speak with Carl. I don't want to speak with him. I need first either a knowledge local or a diplomacy check to even know where to find this man. I think I have knowledge local. Could I have had the ring back to do this? Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Because, Jared, after the... <laughs> as we were walking down to the court after all of that, Jared would have just pulled it off and went, I never want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> of course. All right. Uh, our diplomacy, so that's plus two, 25. Rolled an eight. Okay, so... Uh, 25? Yeah. Did Alaris want to do a, uh, knowledge local? Yeah. Yeah, that, that would... Lenta, yeah. you have to roll that. Oh, right! Roll that. I forgot! <laughs> I was like, yeah, alright, you should roll. Oh, right, that's my job! <laughs> <laughs> you got a 21. Okay. Oh, How come I'm really good for you, but when it comes to my own character, I can't roll? <laughs> yeah, sometimes it'd be like that. So in any case, uh, it is very easy for, you know, Lensa asks a few questions and Illyris, as soon as you start to get even the vaguest sense of, oh yeah, he's located out this area, Illyris says, oh, I know where that is. And you're able to, uh, to make your way over to Carl's home. Carl lives in a cottage that is by the river, just north of the walls of the town. So actually, the, the direction you're going to be headed. So you get there, and you see a, uh, a very lovely-looking small cottage right by the river. There is smoke coming from the chimney as you get there. All right, then. Uh, I guess we just kind of knock on the door. Okay. So you knock. Uh, one moment, one moment. And you hear sounds from within. And... The door opens, and when it opens, um, you see a man in his eh, late 30s, maybe early 40s. He looks like he's in good physical shape, but his face is scarred heavily with burn scars, um, including right across his eyes. He has a, a wooden cane in his hand, and uh, you know his, he's not looking at you, but he's looking about where your voice was, as, as he says... 
Can I help you with something? Yes, we heard tomorrow you would be a witness for the trial of the beast. Oh, yes, indeed. I was asked if I could recount the uh, very horrible events that that happened at the sanctuary. Uh, are you with the investigation? Yes, we were wondering if you could tell us this. Uh, tell us your story. Of course. Where are my manners? And he takes three steps back away from the door, gestures with his left hand over to the... Uh, you see there's a table set up in the room. There are four chairs around the table. And he says, uh, I, I, I insist, please have a seat. Uh, let me get you some bread and wine, and I will be happy to tell you what it is I know. Bread. Thank you. Alaris <laughs> <laughs> oh, is immediately like, I like this guy. <laughs> I don't know how much we should trust this guy. I'm suddenly wanting to trust him. It will be very easy to for him to frame the beast for this. Yeah, I know. I just, I want to see the good. He said he'd never been to Morass before. Not Morass. Where is this? Sanctuary. The sanctuary. So, uh, you, you notice that he moves about with a great deal of confidence. Lenza, you understand this completely. As... Everything in his home seems to be very precisely set in a place, and he grabs for things with total confidence, not looking for, look, not looking at them, but knowing exactly where things are. And he pulls out a loaf of bread, a knife that he can cut off pieces with it. He uh, goes, opens up a ice chest and pulls out a, uh, a hunk of cheese, and then uh, retrieves a bottle of wine, then goes and grabs three goblets and sets them down and pours the wine and and says, uh, yes, uh, what can I, what can I tell you? I'm sorry, I didn't get your names. I'm Carl. Hi, uh, Carl. Nice to meet you, Carl. I'm Lenza. My friend here is Aliris. Hello. I, I take it from your accent that you are Elvin? Correct. And you, you, pointing to Aliris, uh, you're, you travel a great deal, but I detect some notes of Tian in your accent. You're good. <laughs> but, 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 yes, uh, what, what is it that I can tell you? Just what happened? What are you going to be testifying to in court? Ah, well, so I was the assistant to Dr. Brada uh, at the sanctuary. The uh, Dr. Brada had funded the institution to help those with madness or uh, forms of physical deformity. The sanctuary, uh, it, it, it helped uh, a great a great many people. I, I had been there for six months um, at the time of, well, at the time of, of, of the, the fire. It was, it was night, uh, it was nearly four months ago, and the rest of the staff had already gone home for the evening. Dr. Brada was in his office. I was uh, going about and checking on the patients. Some of them would get very agitated as night began to fall. And then I heard a noise coming from Dr. Brada's office. I rushed in there, and within Dr. Brada's office, there was this creature. There, It was uh, a good eight, ten feet tall. Uh, it, ha it was attacking uh, Dr. Brada, who had pulled a knife 
as it lunged for him, it knocked over one of the lanterns that was on Dr. Brada's desk. I, I rushed forward to help Dr. Brada, and it struck me. I, uh, I went unconscious. When I woke, I woke because of the... And he gestures to his face. The, the, the fire was on my... And I, I stumbled out of there. I was unable to see anything. Uh, they tell me that the place burned completely to the ground and uh, that they never found any evidence of, of... It was impossible to tell who survived or who died, but that I was the only person they knew to escape. Of course, the, the patients wouldn't have been able to uh, leave their, their rooms. The only people who would have been there at the time who had a key were Dr. Brada and myself. But uh, yes, I mean, it was it was a, a horrible creature. Um, it it certainly resembled everything that that anyone had ever told me of the description of the beast. I don't know why the beast would have been attacking, but that's that is what I saw. Sadly, it was the last thing I ever saw. Yes. Uh, so, sadly, because ja Blue here can process, but not, mm -hmm. did he say that the window into the room was broken? Um, no, he said that the he had heard a crash, um, and then, you know, while they were fighting in the office, the, the, the creature knocked over a lantern. No, no, not about the lantern being knocked, but the beast was just in the room? He doesn't, I mean, you can ask him, but uh, no, sure. he didn't say how it got in. He just heard, he heard a crash and it was in in the office. Okay, so um, in the office, uh, did you see anything look broken for the beast to have gotten in? The uh, the door was smashed open. All right. Hmm. All right. I, I'm trying to think of the questions. I, I, I believe that was the sound that I, I heard. Uh, ask, what the be oh. ask him what the beast looked like. I was gonna. He kind of described it, didn't he? He said it was big. That's it. Right, yeah. Right. So, any details about the beast? It was somewhat dark and violent. So, uh, I, I I apologize that my uh, my description may not be the best. But uh, as I say, it was somewhere between eight and ten feet in height. It was deformed. It was the shape of a person, but not quite. Um, there was what looked like scales and fur on parts of it. Uh, and then there were, uh, large, uh, what looked like perhaps scars or stitching of it. Oh no! Oh, that's accurate. Oh, yes. that makes me suspicious of whoever this guy is. That... Um, are you going to... To, to, to investigate the site. Um, we were planning on, is there anything we should know about the site? Well, uh, perhaps. The swamp. Uh, nearby. There were persistent rumors of ghouls living in the swamp. Uh, so if you are going there, I, I would warn you to be, be careful. I, 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 I have to say that I, I, I do believe that if the creature that killed my, killed Dr. Brada killed a good man. 
and I, I do intend to see him brought to justice, so I hope that your investigation is able to uh, to bring evidence to light that will bring the murderer to justice. Of course. We'll do our best. Any, ask if there anyone would have had a reason to do that. I guess, yeah. That is a good point, actually. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one more thing about, uh, about the murder. Do you know of any reason someone would want them dead? Would want Dr. Brada dead? I mean, not all of our patients were... We weren't able to help everyone who was a patient. There, I'm, there were definitely families who were not satisfied with the treatment we provided, but... What were these treatments, by the way? Uh, well, it depends. Um, those who had physical deformities, where possible, we tried to help them find ways to overcome them. Those were usually more successful, although some of the cures did not always take. Some of the surgeries were not successful, but not the majority. Mo for the most part, we, we were able to help. The the bigger problem were those who were afflicted with madness. Those those were rarely able to be treated. But no, Doctor Brada was was a good man. I, I I don't know anyone who would again, other than perhaps those who felt that he he failed their their loved ones in treatment. I can't think of anyone who would want to hurt him. All right, did the beast or uh, the doctor say anything to you during the attack? Uh, there was just screams. Screams. Nothing from the beast? I I did not... I, I, I didn't hear anything. I'm sorry. Alright. It's fine. Do you want to give me a sense motive check? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I will roll for you two yells. Sense of the motives of... 13s. I still can't roll for Lenza. Uh -huh. Still cannot yeah, roll. Lenza, you think he's you think Carl is being very straightforward and honest and helpful. And seventeen for Elias. Yeah, I mean he seems very sincere. He does not seem like he's being evasive about anything. He seems like he's telling you everything he knows. Alright then. I think that's all we have, unless anyone else has any ideas that I need to check. Uh this is out of character. Yeah, I'm loving your guys' commentary in Discord, by the way. Um. <laughs> Hold on. I'm, t I'm basically just spitting nouns, but there's some ideas happening. I do not have any ideas, but if my friends would like to shove questions to say for Lenza, since Lenza is smarter than I am. Put him in a truth circle? Yeah, that works. <laughs> we had one. I could probably do no, that tomorrow. No, we can get one in trial. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Hi, we would like to uh, propose- Did he- Did he say what he was doing? When the attack happened? Checking on the patients, because the, some of them got very agitated at nightfall. How many patients were they? Do we know that? It might be helpful if we knew if there was anyone of note as a patient. Yeah, he will say uh, at the time there were five patients, four of whom were there because of madness, one of whom was there because of uh, deformed limbs. Oh, wow, how funny person who's kind of created and surgery's gone wrong in the facility. Wonder no, what no, could have happened. Yeah, the whole time they're doing this conversation, Red and Orange and I are having like this <laughs> frantic noun spitting back yeah. and forth in the Discord chat about our ideas. Yep. 
What if my comments is just that. dead face? Here's the thing. I want to say my theory, but I don't want the GM to change the game around it, because I know I've done that to my players before. It's a set adventure path, and it's really just about what we, we can think of whatever. He's just gonna go along with whatever. He creates the world. I'm just gonna say my theory. I think that- who was the guy we met in a certain- in the- what's it- there was a guy we met who I remember feeling like he was really sus. He was tall, wore all black. We His haven't name... met him yet. Wait, I thought we did. No, no, that was the description you got of Orkstone. Oh. Yeah, he was the owner of the tools. We have not met him yet. We haven't had time to go right. meet him yet. Yep, he was the final purchase. The person who actually purchased the tools, who as far as you know, has kept them. I think that's the guy from... I mean, he's definitely connected. Name? He's definitely connected to something. But do we know how old this doctor was? No. I mean... You could certainly ask Carl, and he would tell you, but I don't think you do, no. And, uh, how old was the Doctor? Doctor Brada? Uh, he was older than I am. I- I don't know his actual age. Uh, I don't know that he ever told me exactly how old he was, but I- I would guess he was somewhere in his, uh, early 60s, perhaps? Got it, thank you. Well, be- be careful, uh, be safe, and, um... I, I don't get many visitors, so if you have need again, um, we've broken bread together, so I consider you friends. I look forward to meeting you again. Assuming we don't find him as a freaking room. What was that? <laughs> I don't like this guy. <laughs> there was me saying as Lenza, I look forward to us meeting again, and then me as Blue just muttering, assuming we don't find you as a freaking murderer. It could happen. <laughs> All right. He seems, by his general demeanor, nice enough. His colleague, however, I feel were, was keeping a couple things from him. Yeah, I want to trust him. I do. I don't know if I can. I'm just. I'm orange. Can I explain? Well, can I mention your theory? Do you want to say it, or do you want me to keep it? Oh, my theory that uh, that Doctor B is father, and he faked his own death. That one. Yeah, that. You go ahead. You just said it all. Alright, my only thought is, like, I'm starting to think, and I'm over here, like, why would the beast use a knife? He could just, like, break your neck. I think he said the doctor had a knife. Oh. Yeah. I heard yes. it was the beast had a knife. No, no. You, Orange heard it correct. The doctor had a knife, which he was trying to fight off the beast. I think no matter what, we can, we can like, have a decent chance that this guy was the beast's father, quote-unquote. The question in my brain is, did he fake his own death, or was the beast trying to kill him because he hated him? I don't know. You guys will all meet up outside of town, having taken care of your different investigations. And is there anything you guys want to do before you head up to Carbile? I'd like to not die. <laughs> I mean, I don't think yeah. we're going to die before we get there. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming might. you guys are going to do some healing because some of you were still down health because of Well, pondering. yes, but it's going to take a little bit because I have to be smacking a wand and be like, work. Right. We'll do that off air. Um, awesome. The wand is still pretty fully charged, right? Yes. 
So maybe. everyone just go ahead and heal yourself up fully and we'll figure out how many charges Lenta had to use. All right, so when you guys arrive, um, it takes you about an hour to get up to up there. So it's still early afternoon. It's still before five. And despite its name, Carb Isle is actually an isthmus, not an island. Uh, a what? An isthmus connects two larger pieces of land. A peninsula juts out into the water. Right. An island is surrounded by water on all sides. When you arrive there, you will notice that... You know, you go up to the north, but the trail to actually get to the isthmus requires you to uh, go down back from the back to the south. And what you can see is that there are the sad remains of a broken building that are on the spur of land. Uh, the burnt timbers of a large house sag into an undergrowth of nettles and thistles. Nature is taking back this charred ruin as if it was trying to erase a dark memory. There are a small cluster of gravestones off to the west. You see about 12 graves, and there's a cobblestone path leading to the remain of the building. I'm not liking this, because the last old decrepit building we went into, we lost someone in. Well, that was, like, big. The houses don't count, because we went into five of them at once, but I am getting Harrowstone vibes. I don't like it. I'm gonna make my way over to the makeshift cemetery. Okay. And have a look around in there. See if any of the graves have been dug, dug up. Look at any of the names. See if they ring any bells. I'm going to follow after Lenza and go, Hey, Lenza, can I have the ring? He goes, oh. so He goes. I fight better as an owl and I can talk if I'm wearing it. Okay. Does he have the ring now? Yeah, he can yep. have it. Alright, so he puts on the ring and shifts into owl form. Okay. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me a uh, perception check, Jaren. I probably would have went over and investigated the cemetery as well. Okay. It's a 22. Okay. Uh, then, uh, Azatha, you can give me a perception check as well. We all perception. If you're all going over to the graves, yes. Um, or if any of you want to search. Uh-huh, that was a nine. Hello, would you like to go to the graves? 24 on perception for me. God, I cannot roll those Lenza. Lenza has a 16. Okay. Valerius will have a 19, plus one to find traps. Okay, so the graves, there are stones, but they're not etched or marked. They're just kind of okay. set up as... So there's no names on any of the gravestones. Okay. So they're marked graves, but not... Labeled. Not marked, yeah. Marked, <laughs> but unlabeled. Basically, yeah. A creepy way to think about it. They don't look freshly dug up, but you know they also look like they aren't terribly old. So the ground is still. They don't look like they've been here for much more than six. You know that, that they've been. They're much more than six months old. So this is probably the patients. Possibly. How many are there? Uh, there are a total of twelve graves. And do they all look the same? Age? No, some of them look older than others, but none of you rolled high enough to have any. Even on a twenty-four. Yeah, well, it's yep. enough for you to tell that they're they're not they weren't all dug at the same time. But it's you can't go. Oh well, this is a six-month-old grave. And this is a nine-month-old grave. Yeah. I will, however, say that uh, Eklund, 
because you're probably doing, you know, kind of a circling overhead as an owl, you do notice that to the south, there is a, basically what looks like a, maybe a well or a shaft down to that portion of the map. I smell a dungeon. Is it down past the, past the ruins? Yes. Well, it, it's See in it. the ruins, but it's in the southern edge of the ruins. I'm hanging it. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I, we can see that, but the people listening can't. Right. So I was, so I was just trying to paint yeah. a picture. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to like search the ruins or? Yeah. Jared's trying to figure out if I need to break out my shovel. How did Carl say he was? Carl was not a doctor. <laughs> he had been there for six months. The doctor. Six months. Okay. So then that checks out. Did he say if it had been around longer than that? He didn't, but it had. Uh, the sanctuary was about 10 years old. Okay, so... It's his position there like an intern or something? Some of the graves should look fairly old. On that 24, can I at least have an end cap on how old they'd be? Like, how old does the oldest one look? Some of the graves do look like the grass has completely grown over it, and, you know, you can't tell when it was dug. Okay, I'll, I'll accept that. I just... If he said... If it had been around for ten years, but there were only six-month-old graves, I'd be curious. Sure. My, my guess is, because they're unlabeled, it's not staff, because presumably anybody working here would have family and friends that would want them to be buried properly. My guess is these are all patients. Nice. Whether they were the patients who died in the fire, or patients who died previous to that in one of those botched surgeries yeah but my my concern is whether or not there's actually anything in there i don't know we're gonna dig up another grave i mean don't no it's not another grave to dig up (laughs) (laughs) that seems to be how this is going I, i mean i'm just putting it out there that it might be helpful to know let's call that a last resort Okay, I'll, I'll pull my hand back out of the bag because <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna pull my shovel out, but um, <laughs> clearly they they want me to keep the shovel in the bag, so I'll do that. I just want to piss off as few people as we can, and I think digging up graves is piss off worthy. You think that digging up a grave of, of of an individual who no one cared enough to label is gonna make somebody mad? Yeah. If not us, then maybe Phrasma. I don't know, but like... Digging up graves equals bad. Okay, there, done. Boom. Zombies. Crash my case, mic drop. Are you gonna let us know about the hole? Yes, Eklund will, uh... Eklund will start hooting and then catch himself and say, although it seems unnatural to him, um, there's a hole in the ruins that way. Flick his tail. Cool. It was like a shaft or a cave or a well. You pull. Sounds like fun. All right. So I guess we'll we'll head in that direction. But Jaren at least will be searching in the rubble as they move in that direction. Eklund will be doing a flyover of the rubble, like just checking it out. Okay. Uh, then everyone, give me a perception check as you move over towards the hole. I'm gonna go ahead and just move you to the hole. A twenty for a thirty-one. Wow. I just got a 14. 
When's the kind of fruity? That's a five. It's a 25 for Jaren. Okay. I'm tripping over my own feet. Occasionally when Lexa rolls good, she's actually good at things. Okay. But to um, be fair, you're searching for those uh, those bastard bear traps. <laughs> <laughs> True. Eklund notices it first. Lensa very shortly behind it. But Jaren is the one closest to the ground and able to actually see it directly. That there is a metal strongbox underneath some of the rebel. It looks like it was warped by the heat of the fire, but it looks like it is still intact. Uh, I'll uncover it and pull it out. Okay. I'm assuming it's locked. It appears to be locked, and in fact, it looks like the lock may have even been damaged by the fire. Okay. I will pass it to... In our favor? <laughs> no, like it looks like it might have been fused shut. Like melted, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I will pass that to... Alirus? Okay. Disable device? You can try. Or you I... can try for her. I can try for her. <laughs> you all know Violet. You got a 19. I'm so proud of you. I'm sorry I roll absolute garbage. Oh, it's not your fault. I do not roll above 10s. It's so, not what I do. Alirus, Il uh, you know, sticks her picks into the lock, starts doing her thing, and one of the picks breaks, and she, she is able to realize that the lock mechanism has just been damaged. This has just been fused shut. We're just going to have to brute force it. I pull out my crowbar. Okay. <laughs> uh, I love how Darren has a crowbar, a shovel, and a hammock in his bag at any given time. Yeah. The bare necessities. Yep. Jaren, give me a strength check with a plus five. Okie dokie. Straight strength. Okay. Uh, 25. Okay. So Jaren wedges his crowbar in there. There's a groan of metal ripping and tearing and popping. And you can see that inside this lockbox, there is a collection of papers. And we will talk about what is on these papers next time. No! Oh, lovely. Uh, throw us a tongue raspberry blue. As always, keep an eye open for mimics, never feed a goblin, and... Something Something Dragons. Something Something Dragons uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Something Something Dragons is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Carrion Crown, Trial of the Beast was written by Richard Pett. If you like what you're hearing, Come check out our other shows on Twitch and YouTube at the Untold Stories Project. Also, drop us a review in iTunes. It really helps people find us. You can also join our Discord server at Untold Stories Project or send us an email at untoldstoriesandgames at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.